Good morning. Today is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. I want to speak this morning about peanut oil for Ashkenazim on Pesach. It raises several important issues that are related to other subjects as well. And also I have a bonus for you at the end. Some people have the custom not to use peanut oil on Pesach and they consider it kidneys. If this is your custom, if this is what you grew up with, then you should retain it and you should not use peanut oil on Pesach. In my family, when I was growing up, we had peanut oil, kosher for Pesach peanut oil, and I still use peanut oil on Pesach. This category of kitneos that Ashkenazim do not eat on Pesach, but some Sephardim do, is a loose collection of different foods with several different reasons why they come into this category. Kidneos is not one single category with one single reason. That's a big mistake that people, a misunderstanding that a lot of people have. It's different foods with different reasons. The common denominator of all of these different foods is they are foods through which a mistake might be made to come to, God forbid, eating chametz on Pesach. For several different reasons. It could be that it's a food that looks like something that's chametz, or that when it is cooked or baked, looks like something that is chametz. It might be a food that is grown or sold near chametz, and there is a fear that somehow a little bit of the chametz might get mixed in by accident. It might simply be a food with a name that is similar to a chametz food, and we're worried that it may be confused. And there are other possibilities of how a given food comes into the category of kidneys. So it is a wide category with many different reasons, but with a single common denominator. And that is as follows. If you're taking a child to the edge of a shallow, quiet stream of water. You hold the child's hand and you say to the child, don't step into the water, you'll get your shoes wet. If you take your child to Niagara Falls, you don't go up to the water and tell the child, don't put your feet in. You stay behind the wall, far back with a tall reinforced wall between your child and the mighty uh, depth and danger of the Niagara Falls. Chametz is the Niagara Falls of Torah prohibitions. And therefore, we don't want to step up, step up to the edge. We want, don't want to come right up to the water's edge. We want to stand far back with a high wall between us and Chavitz. Now, 
Here's what makes it a little bit confusing. There is no definitive list. What is kidneyos? And that's why you'll see different lists from different places and they will not all be the same. There is a certain smaller list about which there is a consensus that all Ashkenazim ought to prohibit to themselves. That list contains foods like rice, beans, string beans, lentils, mustard, corn, soy, peas, millet, sesame, poppy, and canola. Some people have a question about canola because they think it's a new item, but that's not true. Canola is simply rapeseed oil, which has been known for centuries and is in the category of kidneys. Now, that's kind of the basic list. There are different lists that add to this, add certain seasonings or certain other ingredients. And the reason for that is in a certain place, that ingredient might have been a certain problem. In some places, cumin was grown in places where there was a little bit of wheat mixed in together with it. So in those places, cumin became added to this list, etc., etc., etc. But here's the point. Because this is a custom, there is no need to add beyond the first list that I mentioned, beyond the consensus, plus whatever is your custom. Because remember, this is a custom. This expresses what you have practiced in the past and what your family practices in the past and what was practiced in the place that your family originally came from. That's how a custom, a minhug works. So beyond the consensus list that I mentioned and beyond the customs that you yourself have from growing up your family and where they came from, there is no reason to add. And that's why I said quinoa. There's no reason to consider quinoa as kidneyos. It was never on anyone's list. It has none of the properties that could be confused. And the whole discussion with it is a complete waste of time. It's not kidneyos. It's fine on Pesach. I mentioned to you before, some people say, that canola oil ought to be okay on Pesach, but that's because of a mistake. The mistake is because it changed its name. Rapeseed oil has always been on every consensus kidneyos list. Canola is just a slightly different form of rapeseed, and therefore, even though it has a different name, it is in the category of chametz. We do not use it on Pesach for Ashkenazi. Now, some people put peanuts on the list of kidneyos. Some don't. If it is your custom to avoid peanuts on Pesach, avoid them. If it is not your custom to avoid peanuts on Pesach, there's no reason to add it to your list. There's a separate question, a second question, and that goes as follows. So far, I've been discussing solids, rice, beans, peas, etc. What about the liquid that comes from it? Perhaps 
Only in its dry form could these foods be possibly mistaken or confused with chametz. But once it's in its liquid form, how could that possibly be confused with chametz? This is a disputed issue. The consensus of most normative Orthodox halakhic authorities is to prohibit the liquids as well as the solids. This is the reason that corn syrup is a product Ashkenazim do not use on Pesach, and that's why it affects so many processed foods, because we do not use corn syrup on Pesach. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was asked about using peanut oil on Pesach. And he said as follows. He said, if your custom is that you do not eat it, then you should not eat it. If you have no custom about it whatsoever, or your custom is that you have used peanut oil growing up kosher for Pesach in your home and your family, then it's fine to continue it because of a combination of two lines of reasoning. Number one, peanuts themselves are not on every list of kidneyos. So it's a doubt about whether peanuts themselves are kidneyos. And number two, peanut oil is one more time removed because there are some who hold that any of the oils ought to be permitted even if it was on the kidneyos list. So if you put the two together, maybe it's not on the list to begin with. And now, and I'm not even talking about the solid but the liquid, there are two lines of reasoning to permit it absent any custom that specifically prohibits it. And that's the idea, and I mentioned this a couple of days ago, we need not pile on stringency on top of stringency when it relates to kidneyos. If there was an actual possibility of actual chametz being involved, then yes, all of the stringency that we can come up with would be appropriate. But since we're only talking about kidneyos to begin with, it's treated much more lightly. And then a doubt about a doubt about kidneyos is permissible unless there is a specific custom that prohibits it. When I was growing up as a child, I remember kosher for Pesach, peanut oil, always available. I have not seen that in decades. And that's not about Jewish law, that's about the company's profitability. Most people, many Jews, do not use peanut oil on Pesach, and therefore it is not profitable for the companies to make it. But not profitable for the companies to make it does not determine what the law is. So, if your custom is that you have used peanut oil when you were a child, your family, or you do not have any specific custom about it, you should feel free, if you wish, to use peanut oil on Pesach. Now, next question. How do you make sure that your peanut oil is kosher for Pesach? It's very simple. First of all, 
you have to make sure that it has no chametz mixed in. And by the way, this is an issue for Sephardim also. Sephardim who will buy rice or the, or beans or something like that, they have to be very, very careful that not even a speck of chametz got mixed in. Just to give you a product update that is new for this year, Ensure is a nutritional product that a lot of people use. It contains kidneyos. But as I mentioned before, kidneyos is permissible for a person who is sick. If a person needs the nutritional benefit of a product like Ensure, they're allowed to use it even though it has kidneyos. However, this year, Ensure with fiber has actual chametz and therefore may not be used even for someone who is sick, unless, God forbid, they are seriously sick, and certainly cannot be used by Sephardim. So that issue of making sure that there's no possible chametz mixed in still applies. That's number one. Number two, obviously, there cannot be anything treif mixed in. So, how do we make sure that peanut oil has nothing treif mixed in and it has no chametz mixed in? The answer is very simple. And I verify this answer with a Sephardic rabbi who is a friend of mine. Buy any year-round kosher peanut oil. Because any year-round kosher peanut oil that is under supervision, what does the supervision achieve during the year? It achieves, well, there's no chametz around because there is no chametz that's made into oil at these large oil plants. But it does ensure that there's no non-kosher oil because when large plants that make all kinds of oils, including animal-derived oils and their pipes going back and forth, there could be a residue from one to another. That's why it's got all, all oil needs to be supervised to make sure that the lines are pure, that they're separate. No non-kosher product ever goes through it. It is possible that a very minute amount of another vegetable oil might go through. However, that would be considered batelu, it would be considered insignificant. Because when it comes to kidneyos, as long as it's only a small amount that is not detectable at the end, kidneyos is permitted. And therefore, any peanut oil with year-round supervision is fine for Pesach, even for Ashkenazim, who have the custom to use peanut oil on Pesach. So I want to share with you a bonus. Now, if you follow my opinion, you can use this on Pesach. If you do not, you can still use it year-round. And this is the best recipe for French fries that you will ever make in your life. And it is the easiest and it is counter to intuitive to every cooking technique you ever learned. And here's how you do it. You need yellow potatoes. You could use the brand called Yukon Gold, but it doesn't matter. Yellow flesh potatoes. You don't have to peel them. Just wash them. Cut them in quarter inch sticks. Yes, it's a lot of cutting, but keep in mind, 
The more you cut, the more you eat. Cut as much as you want into thin potato fry shape. Take all of the cut potatoes, don't rinse it, put it in a pot larger than you're going to need. Whatever amount, put it in by itself, cold. Then again, cold, no fire, pour in peanut oil. Pour in enough oil so that it is one inch higher than the potatoes. Yes, I know it's a lot of oil, but you're going to have it almost all left over. You can use it for another purpose later on. Oil to cover by one inch. Put this pot on the stove. Turn it on high. Now comes the hard part. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Put the spoon down. Stand back. Don't touch it. Don't stir it. Don't touch it. I'd really prefer you not look at it because I'm worried you might come to touch it. Just stand back. I find it usually takes about 35 minutes or so. For you, it might be a little more, a little bit less. In the last five minutes of cooking, when they have already started to turn brown and they're almost ready, you can use a spatula to stir them just to make sure none are stuck to each other. But until that last five minutes, no stirring, no implement, do not touch them. Wait till they are the way you want them. Deep golden brown, deep golden brown. Drain them, salt and pepper, and I promise they will be the best French fries you have ever had. My friends, I wish you a great day. I think it's a good idea just to practice the French fries today just so you're ready for it. That would be my suggestion. But whatever you do, have a great day. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person. I'd love to hear what you think. Agree, disagree, make sense. Rabbi, yes. Okay, there you go. There you go. There, there are quite a number of people that did not eat any dairy products because of a fear of what the cow had eaten uh, before Pesach. Okay. I, I said this on Sunday night. By the way, I spoke about this subject on Sunday night and it is on YouTube. You can listen to it. Uh, that was a cult tournament. Every group of Jews has its own stringencies. People like to complain about kidneyos, but um, every group has its own things that they use to step far back away from the edge and, um, and uh, 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 not using dairy is, 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 is one of them. Okay. 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 That was not part of my childhood, but, uh, okay. 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 Good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Any other questions?
Yes, Elaine, Elaine, I can't hear you. Uh, yes, Elaine? Um, I don't think that that's a tradition a person has to take upon themselves. And um, uh, if a person is a, bal a balas tshuva, uh, they are allowed to decide uh, which minhagim they take. Um, there is no consensus within the Ashkenazic world. Um, so I think that you have a right uh, to use it. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. I, I'm up for that. I just, I'm not, I have to make sure that the recipe somehow connects to the Vartara. That might be a little bit more difficult. But I'm, but I'm up for that. I'll try. Another challenge. Rabbi. Yes. If, if we're supposed to keep an eye out to make sure there's no comment, so there's oh, not an issue, tell me 